0: You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist been helping people change their lives since 1996. Broadcasting from the French Alps, and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. As I said in the introduction, we need to take a step in the right direction. In fact, we need to be taking steps in the right direction all of the time because this life of ours is a journey. It's not about any particular destination, although we all know there's one particular destination that we can't avoid. And armed with that knowledge, we should actually be committed daily to living our lives to the full. Unfortunately, as as human beings, we're very good at taking steps in the wrong direction or actually, should I say, very good at taking steps in the same direction. Because when we were young, we were programmed. There's no doubt about that. There's 100 years research in that regard. And there's an awful lot of more recent neurological and neuroscientific research that confirms this again and again and again. When we were young, we were programmed. And if we stick to those programs, as most people do, we keep taking steps in the same direction. And they are always steps in the wrong direction because they are leading us round and round in circles. People say often to me that it is so difficult for me to change my life, or I've tried to change my life before, and it hasn't really worked out. I've tried to change some little aspect of my life, some aspect of your life that might actually be big to you, you know, like something to do with your self-image or your self-esteem or or your weight or the misgivings that you might have about yourself in relation to uh, how you communicate with other people or what kind of impression you make with other people. It's, it's, it's incredibly hard, bordering on the impossible, to change any of those things until you change what's going on in your own head. And I mean fundamentally change what's going on in your own head. You can't think yourself self-happy, you can't think yourself slim, you can't think yourself more self-confident, because that's all just thinking. And thinking is what gets us into trouble. As we know from previous podcast episodes, the Neural Lab in the University of California in Los Angeles has calculated that we have 70,000 thoughts going through our head every day. So we do an awful lot of thinking. What's really disturbing about this research though, is that 97% of today's thoughts are the same as yesterday's thoughts. And tomorrow will be a repeat performance. So in other words, when we are thinking that way in our patterned way, because we were programmed when we were young, we keep doing the same Things we keep taking the same steps, and those same steps, because we keep taking them based on what we learned when we were young, are always going to be steps in the wrong direction. With one obvious exception, those steps are designed to enable us to make it through the day, so at least we don't kill ourselves during the course of the day. Well, that's only half true, to be quite honest. I worked for one particular organization a number of years ago in the electrical industry, the electrical generation. And distribution industry. And they had highly trained, highly intelligent, highly experienced electrical technicians killing themselves because they weren't paying attention and ended up cutting the wrong wire or putting their hand on a live wire. For the simple reason that they were buried in their own everyday thoughts. I I know it's an extreme example, but the point is that when we're buried in our everyday thoughts, we are going to do ourselves damage every day and worse than that we're going to continually reconfirm to ourselves that we can't really move forward why because we never have and when we tried we always fail and even if we tried a hundred times chances are we'd fall a hundred times for the simple reason that most people and by most people i mean about 96 percent of people don't realize that Their minds control them. In other words, they're not in control of their own mind, which is, to my mind, a definition of lunacy. So we're very good at taking steps in the wrong direction. But in the intro to today's podcast and every podcast, I talk about taking a step in the right direction. And every time we take one of those steps in the right direction, we progress along our journey. So even if, during the course of our ordinary everyday lives, we continue to take the odd misstep, every step in the right direction brings you further and further up the ladder of focus, presence, peace of mind, calm. And most importantly, the ability to do new things, the ability to do what you need to do to change whatever aspects of your life you want to change. We know what that step is, because we've talked about it many times before. We need to meditate. You know, when I started doing this in 1996, people had all kinds of misgivings about meditation. The word mindfulness was not in our everyday vocabulary. There was no research in relation to what meditation does to the actual physical structure and fabric of the brain. All that's changed in the intervening 25 years. But the key challenge I had in 1996 was I almost couldn't tell people that you need to meditate because most people, if you did tell them that you need to meditate every day would say, oh no, that's airy-fairy, or I can't do that, I'm a Roman Catholic and that's a Buddhist or a Hindu thing, or I can't do that because I'm an Anglican and, you know, it's against my religion, or that's in some way esoteric or something like voodoo. I recollect one of my very first clients who is still a, a good friend and client many years later, obviously. When I met him first, I had a challenge on my hands. First of all, he thought it was all voodoo, and then After he gradually started to meditate, he became what I would describe as a toe dipper. He'd meditate for a bit, then he'd say to himself, well, I'm not really getting much out of this, and then he'd stop. And then I'd encourage him and he'd start again. But when we dip our toes in, yeah, we might take a step in the right direction, but what we don't see is the kind of change in our circumstances that would confirm to us, yeah, this is really working. Toe dipping is never good enough. In fact, toe dipping isn't good enough in any endeavor in life. After a while, my friend started meditating five days a week. Then it went up to seven days a week when he realized that meditating was just as important for the rest of his life rather than just his working life. In fact, he eventually understood that it's actually far more important for the real business of life, the business of living your life to the full. After he really began to experience the huge benefits that meditation brings, He wanted me to work with the leadership team in the organization that he headed up. So he asked me would I spend a day or two with them. But, he said, you can't tell them that we're going to meditate. You're going to have to find some other way of introducing them to the practice that I am now practicing every single day of my life. This guy from the West of Ireland, from Mayo. Uh, and his businesses in Mayo as well said to me men in Mayo don't meditate you're going to have to call it something else. So for years we called it mental exercising. Now the guys and girls in the organization weren't fools so they knew pretty quickly what we were doing but he was very uncomfortable with the idea of asking the people he worked with to meditate because he thought they would be very uncomfortable with it. They were for a start one person in particular was exceedingly uncomfortable, I'll come back to him in a moment, but they began to see the benefits. They began to see the benefits in how they behave themselves amongst themselves. They began to see how much easier it was to communicate with each other with a clear mind. They began to experience themselves doing new things together, and as individual leaders within the organization. They began to understand that they could set their mind to achieve goals that a normal business couldn't imagine setting. They did and they achieved them and they achieved them effortlessly. The number of times these guys and girls said to me over the years, oh, We've achieved something and you it know, feels like it just happened. And we all know that none of those things actually just happened. They just were doing the right thing in the right way at the right time, effortlessly. I've used that word a couple of times. And in fact, I've probably used it many times at this stage. But the point is, the step in the right direction that they were taking every day, and that I think almost all of them continue to take to this day, was meditation, is meditation. Let me come back to the guy who seriously had difficulties with the whole idea. These guys were all scientists or engineers. So they needed to know that there was some scientific background to it. And obviously at the time there was precious little scientific, hard scientific background to it, but there was enough scientific research to enable me give anybody who needed it the kind of in-depth understanding of what developing your ability to pay attention does to your ability to focus. That's about as far as the science went at the time. It goes much further now. This particular guy said, this is all rubbish you're talking. He didn't say it as nicely as that, but that's basically what he said. But I was working with these guys regularly. And after about six or eight months, I was sitting down to dinner one evening with him. And he said, I got it. I understand. I started meditating. I'm really gonna stick with this." And I said to him, what changed? He said, some little thing that you said to me in relation to the science. Now, the difference between him and everybody else was that he went off and investigated in detail until he was happy in himself that this was something worth doing. In other words, he didn't take it on trust, which is a wonderful way of me being able to come around to the point and say, very often, The people who are most into meditation are the people who were most sceptical at the outset. Is, is Is it a conversion on the road to Damascus? Not at all. It is a willingness to change, a willingness to learn, and most importantly, a willingness to take a step in the right direction. That step in the right direction that we must take every day doesn't mean we won't take steps in the wrong direction. What it means is that we will become more aware more quickly of our inappropriate behaviours and the inappropriate way in which we might be reacting to other people. It takes us to a point where we begin to become aware of our reactions just before they happen, so that ultimately we don't take any steps in the wrong direction. The most liberating aspect of this, of course, is that when we take steps in the right direction, we begin to move our life in the direction we would love it to go. Now, this is a really interesting challenge for most people because most people don't know the direction in which they want their lives to go. Or or should I say they think they don't? Actually, I'll say they think they do and they think they don't. Let me explore this for a minute. Most people, when I ask them, what direction do you want your life to go or what experiences do you want to have in your life, will say, well, I want more success. I want to achieve this. I want that bigger job. I want that grander lifestyle. I want a load of the outward signs of apparent happiness and success. Now, that's comparative thinking. think about, or maybe don't reflect upon it, think about what we said at the beginning of today's episode in relation to you can't think yourself slim, you can't think yourself self-confident, you can't think yourself happy. It's just thinking, but it's one of the worst forms of thinking, comparative thinking. I want what he or she has because he or she looks happier or more successful, or both perhaps. In other words, it's the outward signs of happiness and success. But the real answer to the question, what kind of experiences do you want out of life, comes from the inward signs of happiness and success. In other words, what makes you happy? Or if we can go a step further, what makes you fulfilled? because happiness is a subset of fulfillment, if I can put it like that. It could be happy sitting doing nothing, and you could be happy sitting doing nothing for quite a long time, but sooner or later, the novelty will wear off and your life will have gone no further. So it's a question of what, what would give you fulfillment? What makes you happy? Or if I can put it another way, in terms of helping you understand what you truly want out of life, what are the kind of experiences you'd like more of in your life. You need to have this ongoing debate with yourself. And I'm not talking about the way in which we normally have a row with ourselves because our thinking minds are constantly niggling niggling at us. I'm not talking about that at all. You need to allow your own inner understanding of what gives you happiness and fulfillment inform you, kind of come to the surface. That happens when you take the right step in the right direction every day. It just actually happens. So people become very anxious when I ask them first about what do they want out of life. And basically, I end up saying to them, you don't need to know what you want out of life now. You don't need to tie yourself in knots trying to figure out what you'd like to have in your life or what experiences you'd love to have. You simply need to take today's step. In the right direction. That's all. When we take today's step in the right direction, when we meditate, we obviously, as I said a few minutes ago to my friend back in the early 2000s, we become more focused. We become more focused because we turn on the center of focus in our brains. What neuroscience discovered in the 2000s was that in our ordinary, everyday, adult lives, that center of focus in our brains is never turned on. Never, ever. E- except when you see a, a plane flying into a twin tower. And unfortunately, we're coming up to the 20th anniversary of that event. Because that's a life-threatening situation, you see. And therefore, your center of focus does what it was designed to do long time ago, as you evolved as a human being, protect you. But other than that, this center of focus is never turned on in the ordinary, everyday life of the ordinary adult. So therefore, when people talk about being, oh, i was so focused, generally speaking, what they're talking about is that they were putting effort into concentrating, which is not the same thing at all. Focusing is just being present and doing what you're doing. You know, never mind. The academic and scientific definitions of focus, the Oxford English dictionary definition of focus is deliberately paying all of your attention to what you are doing in the here and now. In other words, focus is a now thing. People often ask me, here's an example actually, I got an email from somebody a couple of years ago and she said to me, I have two goals that I really want to achieve in my life. Now she'd obviously been through a number of conversations with me and she was pretty sure that these were the goals that would give her the kind of experiences in her life that she would really love to have. She said, I have two goals. And one of them is dependent upon the other. On which goal should I focus? And my answer was neither. Because you can't focus on something that happens in the future because focus is a now thing but if I know what my goals are, focusing on what I'm doing in the here and now will enable me do the things that I need to do now to lead me towards the achievement of the goals to which I have set my mind. If you want to replay that sentence, do, because it is exceedingly important. Obviously, being more focused is going to make everything easier for you. As I said to a prospective client back in the 1990s when we didn't have the research we had now, when this guy asked me, why would I do any work with you at all? What's your proposition in one sentence? I said to him, when you learn to focus, everything becomes easier. So meditation, first of all, is the step we take in the right direction every day to ensure that we turn on the brain's center of focus. That means you start becoming aware of what you're doing and whether or not what you're doing now is the thing you should be doing now or whether or not you're actually wasting your time and energy. As normal human beings, we're very good at wasting our time and energy gossiping, scrolling through Instagram or Facebook, watching the news, re-watching the news, reading about last night's football match, reading about it again and again until we have everybody's perspective on it, when we actually should be doing other things. This reminds me of another story, actually. I was in Dublin a number of years ago, going to an early morning meeting, and I was passing the offices of one of my clients at about 20 past seven in the morning. Now, the guy in question always told me he was an early starter, he'd be in the office before seven so that he could hit the ground running. I walked past his office at about 20 past seven in the morning and he was sitting in the staff restaurant with two newspapers spread out in front of him, a cup of coffee and a bun. That's not my idea of hitting the ground running. And I've no idea how long he sat there doing it. He was wasting his time. Yes, we need to keep abreast of what's going on in the world. But most news isn't news. It's opinion about news. So we are very good as normal human beings at taking steps in the wrong direction. But as I said a minute ago, the more you take that one step every day in the right direction, The more you turn on the brain's center of focus, the more you become aware of time wasting, the more you become aware of habits you need to stop doing, and the better you become at stopping yourself doing them by virtue of the fact that, as I said earlier on, you become aware of what you're about to do before you actually do it. There is a progression in this, you know, people, when they start meditating first often and come back to me and they say, uh, nothing's happening. And my first answer is, yes, something is happening. The research is now definitive. When you meditate, something is happening in the brain center of focus, but it's also happening in the subcortical brain, our doing brain, our focusing brain, our goal-orientated brain. Something is happening. Now, there can be a time lag. And indeed, it's like everything else in life. There is a time lag between what you put in and what you start seeing coming out. But there's no time lag between what you put in, the step you take in the right direction today, and the impact it has on your brain. So you need to give it a little bit of time. But there is, there is a progression here. First of all, you begin to become a little aware. You become aware of things that you weren't aware of before. <laughs> Somebody said to me. I walk past this particular park on my way to work every day and I've been doing it for 27 years. And I walked past that park yesterday morning and saw a plaque to somebody who had lived here 130 years ago that has obviously been there for decades and I'd never seen it before. People say to me, I can hear the birds singing in the morning and I say to them, but the birds have been singing in the morning, every morning. Interestingly enough, people say to me, it's like the sound of the birds singing in the morning has been turned up. It's like the volume has been turned up. That's because simply they're beginning to experience the experience of living life to the full in the here and now, because they're beginning to turn up to the here and now. The more you turn up to the here and now, the more you begin to become aware of everything that is going on. And most importantly, the more you become self-aware. And self-awareness changes everything, because what you begin to realize is that you're not the person you thought you were. See, a few minutes ago, I said to you that most people, when they're asked what they want out of life, will tell me what they think they want out of life, normally based on norms of what success and happiness is supposed to look like. In exactly the same way, as you become aware of the things that you really want out of life, the more you progress down this avenue of taking steps in the right direction, in exactly the same way, you begin to become aware of who you are, not who you thought you were. Now, who you thought you were is based on the programming that we talked about at the very beginning of today's episode. Who you are is something completely different something much grander, something freer, something wonderful that has lots of wonderful to offer this universe of ours, starting with what it can offer you in terms of your fulfillment and happiness. So as you go about your day today, and indeed tomorrow, and every day from now on, you need to remember that the day starts by taking that all important step in the right direction. If you don't take that first step in the right direction every day, in other words, if you don't meditate before your day gets going, you're going to misstep. You're gonna slip and slide down the slippery slope back into the dreadful world of repetitive patterned, programmed thought. One final word taking one step in the right direction every day is rarely enough because I could be cool, calm and collected at 6.30 or 7 o'clock in the morning and then somebody does something to me or at least I think they do something to me which is another day's work altogether and I get annoyed or I get frustrated and I react. Now, as I said, with time, with practice, you stop reacting. But right now, even when you do react you could stop yourself going down the plug hole of normal everyday thought again as a result of that reaction by doing a little mini meditation just after you've reacted it'll stop you becoming more and more annoyed it'll stop you wallowing in whatever happened but because it's a step in the right direction it'll get you to the point where you won't actually react anymore I mentioned earlier on my friend who was a guy called Tom, actually, and he said he was called Tom because he was doubting Thomas. That's why he needed to satisfy himself that I wasn't talking about voodoo, the sceptic that I mentioned earlier on. I talked to him regularly. I was actually talking to him only a few days ago, and he told me that that morning he had meditated for the 360th straight day in a row. This guy is very, very focused. He has experienced over the years the enormous benefit of taking that everyday step in the right direction. But a few years ago, I was talking to him and he said to me, he said, I've progressed to the point where when I do fall off the cliff, when I do react, I can pull myself back up very quickly. Then a couple of months later, he said, when I get to the edge of the cliff, I don't fall over it anymore. And then more recently, he said to me, there is no cliff. He has become more and more aware of everything he is doing, more aware of how he is moving through the nows that make up this life of his. This is what we all need to do. And when we take these little steps every day, we ultimately get to the point where everything in life is effortless. And that is living life to the full you've been listening to to succeed just let go to get involved join me in my facebook group strangely enough called to succeed just let go and for more information visit www.willie-portal